Welcome to Elevate, the masterclass where we dissect the elements of exceptional achievement and lifestyle design with a focus on personal growth and real estate investing. Now, here's your host, Tyler Chesser. Elevate Nation, welcome back. This is Tyler Chesser. I'm so thankful to have you here. And I'm so blessed to be sitting here with my friend, Eric Upchurch. Eric, how are you, sir? I am doing well. Thank you so much for having me on. Um, looking forward to this. It's been great. Great getting to know you. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, that's what I just said right before the show is that, you know, it was really nice to get to know you because you've got a great energy about you. You're somebody who I can tell is a genuine person. So looking forward to having a genuine, real conversation today and hopefully adding some value to the audience. So thanks again for taking time. Well, I hope we can get raw. I hope we cry a little bit. I hope we uh, add some major value to your listeners. Well, here's the, here's the good thing. So we were talking, you know, uh, before the show, it's, there's a thought that we both have that you might have the coronavirus, but the good news is (laughs) I don't think yet you can catch it through a podcast. So everybody should be good. Yeah, we're good through the mic. I think this little uh, mic break, whatever this thing is here, this, the spit thing stops it from going in through the pop filter. That's what it is. Yes. Stops it from getting through the microphone. That's right. That's that could be the answer. We could call China and tell them <laughs> right now. We've got pop filters for you. We could save the world. I love it, man. Well, uh, I'm blessed and grateful to have you here, and I'm excited to welcome Elevate Nation back because it's time to take it to another level. And you know, this is the show where our mission is to identify and apply how the best of the best raise the bar personally and professionally to achieve greatness in real estate and beyond. And this is where we discuss the mindset, the habits, the routines, the systems, the tools, the strategies, and so much more so we can really elevate to a life without limits and beyond. You know, what is it? What, what is possible? What is, you know, beyond possible? What limits did you set for yourself previously? And what limits can we explode through today? And that's really what we're going to do. And this is a masterclass for leaders and those looking to achieve uncommon results and purposeful outcomes through real estate investing and ultimately in their lives. And I have to do a little bit of housekeeping as we always do. If you're appreciating what we're doing, please hit that subscribe button. Give us a five-star rating, a review. Give us some specifics of what kind of feedback are you getting as you apply what you learned through through the show. But with that said, thanks again. And I really want to dive in and introduce you to Eric. So Eric Upchurch is an Army Special Operations veteran who grew up in central Iowa before attending college in California. He has a passion for educating the military community on how to create long-term wealth through real estate investing while personally investing across the country for the last 14 years. So he knows a little bit about the ups and the downs of 14 years. So definitely want to dive into that. And Eric also serves as the co-founder of Active Duty Passive Income, ADPI, and is a senior managing partner with ADPI Capital. Most recently, Eric's team has opened a nationwide, first-of-its-kind, 100% employee-owned mortgage branch, real estate brokerage, as well as an insurance company, all with the goal of serving the ADPI community of military real estate investors. And I've got really a lot here to really tell you about Eric. Um, You know, he's a general partner of 571 Doors. He's a limited partner of 575 Doors, and we're talking multifamily real estate. He's involved in over $40 million in multifamily assets, uh, you know, with experience sourcing, guaranteeing, KP, capital raise, risk capital, and asset management. He co-authored a number one Amazon best-selling book, Military House Hacking. He's an accredited investor. He also has an amazing show where he's interviewed Grant Cardone, Jocko Willink, Robert Kiyosaki, you know, Florent 
Broberg. I mean, so many more. I mean, he's, he's a beast. He's an, he's an amazing guy. And Eric, with that said, I mean, there's so much more that we can go into. And I know there's a depth uh, to you, but I'd love for you to, you know, just tell us who is Eric behind the bio? Who's Eric as a man? Yeah. <clears throat> so my, I talk about this quite a bit, but I'm glad you asked that way because all of that stuff is, is fluff to me. It's great. And I'm checking yeah. a lot of boxes for, for personal reasons and just my personal growth and development as your listeners should do too. And this is all about elevate, elevating and stepping up to that next threshold, that next level. But it really comes down to what gets you off your ass in the morning to elevate yourself every single day. And that comes down to a deep, you must have a deep rooted why. If you go at this or anything else in your life with a haphazard why, um, or if you use a default, maybe, maybe your family is your why, but ask yourself, why is your family your why? Then ask yourself, why is that? Go seven layers deep on that uh, driving force for you and you're going to find more success. So my why, I do all of this for those um, for the memory and pride of those who've gone before me for they love to fight, fought to win, and would rather die than quit. So part, that's part of my unit credo, um, our creed, but it pertains to my life now and I've incorporated it into my life. Everything that I do to elevate myself and my team and my community, our community, I do this because I have personally buried friends who no longer have the capability to feel pain, to feel success, crucible, struggle, um, you know, the ups and downs of entrepreneurship. So that to me is what gets me up and says, Eric, you need to go this morning. You need to go swim 2000 meters in the pool. You need to go and, you know, underwrite a deal. You need to go and learn a new system, a new software system that your team is, is developing. You need to go, whatever it is, I have to push because I have a deep rooted why. So if you're out there listening to this and, and just going like, how do I get, how do I get my first deal? How do I do this? All of these resources are available. You just have to have that re, that fire, that, that fire that will never go away under your butt to get you up every morning with a positive attitude to go out there and, and change someone else's life and to change your life. That's amazing. And I can really feel that. I mean, I can feel that from the depths of your soul when you explain yeah. that. I mean, that's, that, there's no script there. I mean, that, that is no. real. And it, re it really kind of speaks to me very deeply. And, and first of all, I want to just really kind of mention, you know, obviously, thank you for your service and everything that you do, obviously, oh, yeah. for others who are serving for our country and really are super grateful for that. Um, but beyond that, I mean, talk to me more about this fire, because I do think, you know, many people can observe, you know, where they have such passion in their life. But, you know, talk to me more. So how does this fire really kind of resonate with you on a daily basis? Are you, did you have experiences where you had to lay, you know, a, a you know, another soldier to rest that you just continue to really kind of hold in the forefront of your mind? Or is there something else that's just so deeply planted into your soul that you're just every single day is no matter what, you're going to give it your all? Yeah, I mean, uh, so in, in the special operations unit, um, so I, I served my, my whole career in uh, special operations and the whole time in service. And uh, because I was a relatively squared away guy and, and I was tasked with the additional duty of being the burial detail NCOIC, that's non-commissioned officer in charge of 
burying my buddies. And in the special operations community, you don't move around a lot unless you get a DUI or do something, you know, bad or you can't pass a PT test or something like that. Um, you stay in the unit. You don't, you don't, you don't move around like the regular, uh, the conventional services do as much. So, um, so in my time, we buried six guys. We, we lost 19 and I was in charge of burying six for all different kinds of, uh, from all different kinds of scenarios. Some were suicides. Some one was, uh, uh, he had deployed, uh, 15 times and came home and his wife shot him in the chest, which was really a, a terrible one. Um, but so, and then there were training accidents, there were combat, you know, combat accidents, um, and KIA scenarios and stuff like that. So, so I, that, that part is ingrained in me and, um, I've been, you know, thankful enough to work through that stuff and I continue to work through that stuff, but because it's part of who I am, um, there's nothing in the world, family, friends, job, anything that is going to pull that away from me because it's part of my DNA now. So when you find something that is so strong that you're, you, I am in relentless pursuit of changing lives because I can, as long as I'm breathing, my, my mission in life is to educate, empower, and to help people grow. And I have to have that in my life. There's nothing, there's nobody that will stop me from, from pursuing that because that is why I'm here. If you're breathing and listening to this right now, you have a purpose and I'd urge you to go find your purpose. You're not just a lemming following people. And you know, I, I really thought about this maybe diverging a little bit here, but I, the first time I really put two and two together, um, I was in a maroon Dodge minivan rental car on, on the 405 freeway in LA and I was in stop and go traffic wearing my W2 polo shirt, you know, with the company logo on it. And I'm looking left, looking right and going, man, I don't matter. How, I, how can I change this? What, what little step can I make now to make this better, to, to make my, you know, to make, to make a difference while I'm here. So you know, um, fast forward, you know, with that mentality is, and I believe very strongly in, in the, the, the power, I mean, physics, right? The power of energy. If you, um, if you will it to happen, it will happen. You just have to have a positive attitude and constantly think it. If I want something to happen, I'm writing it down on paper daily. If I want something to happen, I'm writing it in the fog of the shower when I'm in there. If I want to get Robert Kiyosaki on the podcast, I write Robert Kiyosaki in my face as many times a day as I possibly can. Whenever I think about it, I force it to happen. And then things start to happen. So you start building teams, you start networking with the right people, you start influencing the right people, you start connecting people, which makes you even more valuable. So, um, and, and, and here's, here's a, here's a side thing. You know, when you, when you started, the first thing that I thought about when you're reading my bio was, and you said, who is the guy behind all this stuff? The guy behind all this stuff is what's at the bottom of my bio which is we started ADPI Helps, which is helping everyone live post-stress. It's a PTSD and addiction support um, outlet. It's um, we're donating a house to homeless veterans through Veteran Community Project this year. We're going to, we're raising capital for it right now. It's private, a private um, nonprofit. And we've raised 16,000 of 35,000. And we're going to go, I'm going to take my family out to Colorado for the second community that, they, that they're building. And we're actually going to build the homes. I want my boys to swing hammers and paint and do all they can to show them that there's something bigger than us. Um, we live a, 
a relatively cushy life in the United States. And then here I am in California. It's a cushy life. So I need to make it hard. I need to make it worthwhile to be here. So changing lives is kind of, that's where I'm at right now. And let me show you this too. While, I'm, while I got you, I know your listeners can't see this, but I'm grabbing a, off Some of our bullet. listeners can, you know, okay, we got a so, lot of folks on YouTube. And if you're not yeah, on YouTube, as soon as this comes out on out. YouTube, check this out. This is on my vision board. Yes. It says give $1 million. I don't know how I'm going to give a million dollars. It's not just give a million dollars. I'm going to give a million dollars every year. Annually giving away $1 million is my goal. And until I hit that target, I'm not going to stop. And guess what? When I hit that target, this is going to be a bigger target and everyone should be doing that too. So I love it. Be intentional about what your goals are. Be intentional about pushing yourself. Be intentional about uh, goal setting and, um, and, and your mission, your purpose in this life. Are you someone who's seriously looking to elevate your life, your business, your real estate portfolio, your cash flow, your deal opportunities, your access to opportunities, your network this year? Well, if that's you, then I invite you to visit coachwithtyler.com because I'm currently opening up a few coaching spots for people like you who want to close the gap from where you are to where you want to be and really, you know, expand that beyond your wildest dreams and explode your business, explode your deal opportunities, explode your vision for what you're looking to create. If that's you, I invite you to visit coachwithtyler.com. I really have to tell you that this is not for everyone. This is only for those who are decisive. They're committed. They're willing to do whatever it takes. They're willing to invest time, energy, and resources into themselves to get to where they want to be and to live a life without limits, to elevate to a life without limits, which is really what we're all about on this show. If that is you, again, I invite you to visit coachwithtyler.com. Again, that's coachwithtyler.com. Man, you are, you are the man. Let me just say that. Uh, I really resonate with you. And I love the thought of planting questions to your mind that you don't necessarily know the answer to yet. Like, hey, I'm going to have Robert Kiyosaki on the podcast. And I'm just going to continually, relentlessly put that in front of my forebrain, my mind every single day, and I'm going to put it to work. And then also, how am I going to give a million dollars? What a great, huge question to ask yourself and allow the, the forces of the universe or whatever you believe in to coalesce and make that happen. But, you know, there's a few things that you said in, you know, really what you just mentioned there that really stick out to me. But one of which, you know, is you said, I'm on a, I have a relentless pursuit of changing lives because I can, because I have the opportunity to, which is really a wake up call, in my opinion, for everybody, because we all have the opportunity of changing lives. And we have that privilege now just to be on this planet, right? So, I mean, what would you say to those who maybe it's like, man, you know, I just don't want to show up today. I don't really feel like today's my day. You know, maybe next week I'll feel better. Maybe next week I'll be more motivated. What would you say to those folks? Yeah, man, I, I would just say if, if, if you want to find success, I mean, everyone has ups and downs, but you can't let that, you can't let those types of days stop you from being 1% better. You've even on the days that you, that, that are, you're sucking and you hate what you're doing, whatever it is, maybe you're stuck in a W2, you can't figure it out, you just want to buy a multifamily, you just want to buy a single family, whatever your thing is, uh, you've got to figure out a way to learn one thing. If you're 1% better daily in a year, you're going to be crushing it from where you were a year ago. So, just even on those days that you're struggling, you got to just say, hey, embrace the suck, which is a common military phrase, Yep. and just drive on drink water, take some aspirin, go learn something. And, um, and, and if you do that, striving to be 1% better every day, success will hunt you down. You don't have to look for it. 
Just be better and always move forward. Fall on your face, not on your ass. That's huge, man. And it, it, I love that how it's, it will look for you. You just have to get better. That's why we're really, that's why we talk about personal growth 90% of the time on this show is because if you want to be a successful real estate investor or anything in your life, if you want to have, if you have an outcome that you're after, it's about improving yourself. You know, so I'd be curious to know, Eric, um, was there a moment in your life when you really drew a line in the sand and said, I'm not going to accept ordinary, I'm not going to be average, I'm going to do anything it takes. Was there a moment or was that a process or, or tell me about that moment if there was, you're shaking yeah. your head, yes. Yeah, of course, man. It was, uh, it was April of 2018. Um, I went to a multifamily, uh, I went to Rod Cleaves multifamily boot camp, And I, I, at that point I had, I, I had no idea that a regular person could buy a multifamily property. I was buying, I had a couple, uh, turnkey properties. Oh, actually one, two turnkey properties and a property that I bought with a VA loan while I was uh, stationed in Georgia, uh, 10 years prior. And and my buddy and I were about to start uh, flipping some houses in Kansas city and doing some buy and hold. I went to this conference cause uh, my, one of my business partners uh, gave me a free ticket. He just go check it out. I can't go. I've been following this guy for years. Go check it out. It's in LA. I was like, all right, I'm going to be down there anyway. No problem. It was like drinking through a fire hose. But when I left that thing, uh, I left and I pointed at the stage and I said, in one year, I'm going to be on that stage talking to 600 people. And in one year I was on that stage and now I'm on that stage regularly. And so it was drawing the line and saying at the same time, when I left that conference, I, I just read uh, be obsessed or be average by Grant Cardone, yep. which we've now since interviewed on the podcast, which is another way, you know, writing his name in the shower fog that, that manifested itself as well. Um, but yeah, it was, it was drawing the line and saying, I'm, I'm not going to be average because other people deserve me and my family to help them. Um, if I know something it's, and I, here's the other thing to get you out of that funk. If you're ever sitting there going, oh, I don't know if I can, or what steps can I take or whatever you got to think, maybe think a little selfishly for a second. And most people would say selflessly, right? Well, think about it selfishly for a second. If you, and this is a relationship business in general, right? You and I are talking, building rapport, hanging out at best ever, doing all this other stuff, right? Every relationship you have, you're, you're building rapport with somebody. Now, it's not just a relationship business though. If you take it a step further, if you are the connector of people, not just building a relationship with, with one person here and there, but I am intentionally listening to conversation, having conversations and, and listening to what people are saying so that I can solve their problems. Mm-hmm. So if you become the connector of people and going, Oh, John said he has a problem and uh, Jane has the solution to that. And I talked to both of them. I connect them. I just became valuable to two people instead of one. So you don't have to have all the solutions, but if you're doing it right, you're listening intently on every conversation you're having and, and going, you know what, I, I connect you. I know somebody who can help you with that. Then you just became the more, more valuable person in the room. So um, you, I, do, I do that selfishly. Um, I'm, I'm open about that. I don't see that in a negative way and everyone should because you're helping other people around you connect and solve their problems. But I love that part. So I, I love the, the PR, the networking part of it where I can go out and try and figure out a way to solve other people's problems because that makes me more valuable to everybody. And it makes me feel good too, because I just help somebody. Um, so there's that piece of it. And then, um, you know, honestly, kind of just going back to, to, 
my, my life mission, which is to educate, empower, and to help people grow. Another thing that I do selfishly, I love taking information and experiences, breaking them down into something digestible and giving them to the masses, whoever I can. So that's why I've kind of done a lot of horizontal, um, uh, learning in real estate. I've done tax liens and sell first trust deed investing and some private lending and, uh, flips and live in flips and holds and, and, you know, small multifamily, large multifamily, kind of a lot of different things because now, and, and turnkey, I mean, the list goes on and, and I do all that because now I have a little bit of knowledge that I might be able to help somebody else get the answer to. So a lot of this guys, if you're like, why would I do this? I can't do this, whatever, figure out what makes you tick and go apply it because chances are you're going to be able to help somebody along the way. Just play to your strengths and hire out your weaknesses and, and you're going to make great strides in this industry. I think it's really cool. The thought about, Hey, you know what? Other people also deserve for me to become great. It yes. just, it's not always selfish. I mean, yes, you have to prioritize yourself to be able to help others. And as you mentioned, you know, connecting other people, you know, it is selfless, but it also can be selfish and it's not the, it's not a bad thing. I yeah. mean, everybody, yeah. we all collaborate in this business and otherwise, I mean, in the world, you know, other people make the world go around. So, you know, what can you do to help somebody else? It's probably going to come back to you. And yeah. also human beings want to give back to you in that case anyway. Yeah. When, when you, I say selfishly, but it, it's, it, when you find something that you can do that you love that helps other people, it's selfish and selfless. And, and that's when you, that's when you really thrive. That's when you can build businesses. That's when you can build teams. That's when you can add so much tremendous value to other people that it's going to come back to you. And, th and that's where the success comes that you don't have to search for. Absolutely. And so, you know, Elevate is really all about raising the bar. It's like, all right, you had a, you had a limit that you reached before. Now, how can you raise that bar and exceed that and expand and become more? So, you know, your, your mission statement is to educate, empower, and to help people grow. So what would you say, what would you point to in terms of how you're raising the bar with that mission statement in mind? Always have another goal in mind. Uh, my mentor and good friend at this point told me uh, he had built an $8 million dream home of his. And uh, it was all finished. He had a $200,000 aquarium, you know, floor to ceiling. He had a, a, a 20 foot waterfall on the property going down into the pool, overlooking the bay and, and you know, all this crazy stuff, right? Perfect $8 million house, always wanted it, had all the toys, everything he wanted. And uh, the first time he went for a swim in that pool, he started crying. And the way he explains it is he had hit the top and he hadn't prepared for what's next. So he was just absolutely depressed. Having what most people would think is everything, he felt like he had nothing. So always set goals behind goals. So, you know, short-term goals and long-term goals is great, but your long-term goal better have a longer-term goal. You, you better look at, um, you know, I, and I think of this, I love this, this speech by Matthew McConaughey and probably other people who've said it too, I would imagine, but, uh, you know, your hero said something like, my hero is me in 10 years. And, and as long as you're doing good for people and making a difference and growing and elevating yourself year after year after year, then, then that's, that's the growth you need to set. You're never going to be depressed if you have bigger goals. I'll give you an example of, of how setting big goals can make a huge change in your life. I had set, um, 
I had set a, a plan to buy two, pro- you know, one property, this is like 2016, then two properties the next year, then doubling it every year for six years. So I'd be like 128 properties. Right. And I was like, okay, that's doable. I don't know how I'm going to do it, but I'm going to do that. I'm just going to double the amount of properties I'm going to buy every year. Well, in 2018, um, no, sorry, last year, 2019, I said, I'm going to, I, so I had to buy six doors. And I said, what, what, what's going to happen if I put two zeros on the end of that goal and just make it huge? Because I set a goal of 600 doors instead of six, we hit 571 my first full year in multifamily real estate investing. If I had set it at six, my brain's thinking, okay, maybe we'll do four this year, right? So, it really is, um, uh, it's, it's, it's crazy. I mean, if you, your, your brain, if you are intentional about thinking about what you want, when you're sleeping, your brain's figuring out a way to, to solve that problem. When you're, you're unconscious, when you're working, your, brain's fig- your brain is looking for opportunities out of, out of your peripheral vision. So, it, as long as you're aware of that and setting bigger goals, um, you're good to go. Man, you're speaking my language because it's, you know, I think as big as you think is really the, what the reality can be. Right. And, and one of your mantras as well is anything is possible if you think it is. And it sounds like, I mean, what you've been able to do is really just plant big visions in front of yourself. And, you know, maybe you, maybe you surpass that vision or maybe you come a little bit short, but your, your theory is, it sounds like, if I think bigger, I'm going to go bigger and my brain's going to work these things out. One thing I'm, I'm super fascinated about is about the reticular activating system, right? Yeah. When you plant a goal, like you're talking about your vision board, you put something in front of you. You may not know how you're going to give a million dollars this year or for the rest of your life, but it's just going to happen. It's just going to figure it out. So talk to me more about that. I mean, anything is possible if you think yeah. it is. I mean, how does that play out in your life? It doesn't, doesn't matter how it's going to happen. I mean, here's a great example. I was doing a keynote speech at a, a meetup in Kansas City, one of the largest meetup in Kansas City. And I said on stage, I said, one of my goals for the following year for 2020 is to donate a house to a homeless veteran. I don't know how I'm going to do it. I'm not building houses. You know, I'm not flipping houses at this point either, but I'm going to donate a house to a homeless veteran. So within a week I had, I was in contact with the veterans community project in Kansas city. Who's building, you know, these 50, these tiny homes, they built 50 tiny homes. Um, they're slab construction, beautiful. They house vets for up to two years, one day. And and so going forward, um, I said, uh, okay, I, I said I was going to do something. My brain was figuring out a way to, to make that connection, to make that happen. And now I, I love this, this, this nonprofit. And this is, uh, this is something that I'm passionate about, but it also fills my, my goals as well. So, um, yeah, I kind of just leave it at that. I mean, here, the takeaway from that is share your goals with others, Right. Yeah. You know, think big, of course, but you got to talk about it. You got to, you know, get on stage or call people. Hey, look, who do you know that can help me figure out how to donate a home to a homeless veteran in whatever market it is? It's like, man, people start to get inspired by your goals and they say, hey, let me, let me be a part of that. Because human beings also, it's like selfishly perhaps want to help you because then they know you're going to help them on the back end as well. In addition to, you know, there's a lot of good hearted people out there as well. But I think the lesson there is to share what you're looking to accomplish. Would you agree, Eric? 
Oh, absolutely. Yeah. You, you, I tell every, um, I say this all the time, but if, if you're not out there actively telling every person that works at a gas station, your dentist, your doctor, anywhere you go, I don't care if you're your kid's jujitsu class, talk to the coaches and the people at the counter and tell them what you do because you never know. Uh, I mean, just before this interview, you and I made a connection, the, mo- the, the most random connection probably out there. And the, your, your buddy happens to be my next door neighbor. So, um, you never know who you're talking to. Everyone you talk to should know if they'll sit still long enough, what you do and what your goals are and what your, what your problems are that they could maybe solve and what, you know, get into that conversation, get in the habit of intentionally telling people who you are and what you do. And you'll be amazed at the success you can find in a short period of time. So were you always this enthusiastic about these thought processes or did it take some time to kind of get you over the hump and say, Hey, thinking big really is, you know, one of the most important steps of the process. Yeah. I mean, I've read, you know, think and grow rich and a millionaire mind and all these kind of, this is like 2014. I think I was just starting to, to learn. I read rich dad, poor dad. And I was kind of like, wow, okay, there's this whole thing. But I, I think there's a mindset piece to it too. Cause everyone kind of keeps on mentioning it. But when I read think and grow rich, I was like, Oh man, same here. I just like, okay, wait a minute. This, there's a whole different world that's not being taught. <laughs> you yeah. know, let's, let's, let's dive into this a little bit more. And then I started surrounding myself by people who believe the same thing. And now it's like, you know, you go to Tony Robbins and you're like, whoa, there's a ton of people that believe in this stuff, you know? Yep. So, uh, yeah, I, I mean, it. it hasn't been for, it hasn't been always, uh, but definitely since I left the service, um, you know, maybe 2012, 2014, I started reading up on, on mindset stuff. It's never too late, right? I mean, no. it's never too late. And it's, it's exciting when you start to get a little bit of a taste of it, your curiosity. I know it did for me. I just continue to compound. So I'd be curious to know with that said, I mean, how else are you investing in yourself now as you continue to stack onto those, those type of learnings? Yeah. I mean, I, I read a ton of books and, um, I wish I, so I, I have scripted out my entire ideal day. And a big part of that is, is spending time reading and writing. I like to read and write, obviously we, you know, we wrote the book, uh, but that was, um, not as enjoyable as the writing that I would like to do. <laughs> it was a little bit rushed, but, uh, but reading and writing, I think is important. And, um, you know, I think, uh, sorry, what, what, I, I just diverted myself there on You're that. fine. Well, you're talking about investing your time and effort. Oh yeah. So I'm, yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah. So you're fine. So I, great, I, looked, I, I, I looked over at my book and I was like, Oh man. Yeah. That thing. Squirrel. Man. Yeah. <laughs> squirrel. So, uh, so no, I, I actually, I will always pay for coaching. Um, I will always pay for, uh, masterminds. I believe in them. Um, I'm in a mastermind, a couple masterminds, uh, they're expensive, but you get the, the ROI is huge. Um, and as far as coaching goes, I, I have coaching. I actually even, I just hired a personal trainer, um, which is not cheap, but, um, you know, I, I'm going to get down to 13% body fat. I'm going to be lean, mean, and I've got a half Ironman coming up. By the time this airs, I'm going to be a, an Ironman finisher. Let's see so, the guns, dude. Come on. Oh no, I'm not going to show the guns. Oh man, come on. YouTube is, man, I can feel the comments right now. They're just flying in. They're like, let's see the guns. (laughs) That's awesome, man. I got, I got work to do. Uh, I'm feeling good though. I'm drinking tons of water, but you know, that's, that's, I wouldn't do that on my own. So here, here's the thing. I, uh, in the military, I was a great follower. Any, any good military leader was also a great follower, right? So Mm -hmm. 
when I was in the service, I was in good shape because I had somebody kicking my ass every day saying push-ups, flutter kicks, two-mile run, whatever it was, you know, pull-ups, all this stuff every single day. I was, I was more disciplined because I had somebody telling me what to do. Now, I've been out almost 10 years now, nine years, and it's not the case anymore. I'm about to turn 40 next month, which is crazy to me, but I'm like, okay, well, I'm going to, let's, let's, I'm going to sign up for a half Ironman. I'm going to get a personal trainer. I'm going to get my butt in shape because I know how I work. I work very well by somebody else telling me do this, then this. So now I'm drinking tons of water. I wouldn't drink water on my own. So, um, you know, it, it's, you got you got to have, you got to have coaching for growth. I, I really believe in that. And sometimes coaching comes from the free stuff from podcasts uh, like this and from books and from whatever. But I would urge people to go a next level to the next level and maybe spend two, three, four, 500 bucks on a course and, and go and learn something new. As long as you learn something, it's not going to be a waste of time. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and go try and apply what you learned or pass it on to somebody else and get the ROI from sharing and helping someone else. So, Oh, you can invest at a, at a lower level. You can invest at a huge level. I mean, I pay for masterminds that are really expensive and take me all around the world at this point. So, um, but, but there's the people you're surrounding yourself by are amazing. And when you break bread with them, when you talk to them, you know, when you're in Aruba, um, you know, uh, sitting there in the water talking about real estate or flipping off of a pirate ship and, you know, in the middle of the Caribbean, you, you bond with these people and it's, it's worth it. So. Yeah, no, that's amazing. I mean, there's so much there. I think there's just a ton of lessons to say, you know what, you can always support the growth of your portfolio, which then can support you to do anything that you want in your life, you know, while becoming the greatest version of yourself. And that's really, that's the process, wouldn't you say? I mean, that's, it seems like that's your approach. Absolutely. So talk to me about writing. There was just one little thing there. And I'm asking this from a personal perspective. When you say writing as a support mechanism for growing and, you know, investing in yourself, is that more so from a journaling perspective or is it, you know, sorting out your thoughts and actually putting them into book format or, or how does that writing work for you? There's so many different things that writing does for you. Um, when I, so when I got out of the service, I didn't think that I had any issues at all with PTSD or anything. I, I, I had a Cinderella story of a military career. I went to all the cool schools, got to, you know, progress. I was promoted as fast as you could possibly be according to army regulations, all these great things. And when I got out, I was like, well, that was cool. Now, what you know, but I, I got out because I had my first son and I was tired of being deployed and, and all that stuff. So I'm, I'm giving presentations for my W2 job and I'm in San Francisco and uh, I drive down to the bottom of, a, of an on-ramp and I see a homeless veteran uh, with a sign that says he's a homeless veteran. And I said, you know what? I bet 20 years ago, he didn't know that he was going to be homeless. So I'm going somewhere with this. Um, so I deserve, my family deserves for me to go and just get checked out. So I went to the VA and um, first appointment I had, I was in tears. Didn't know what survivor's guilt was. Had no idea that I had any kind of issues whatsoever um, because I enjoyed my time in service. So what, what she had me doing was starting to write. And when I wrote, I realized that there were a lot of things that I had never really said out loud. She made me read it out loud. And that was when it was really hard reading it out loud. But what I got out of that was emotion and thought that had never been discovered. So when you're intentional about writing down your thoughts, 
and maybe reading them aloud, maybe reading them back to yourselves or going back a year from now and rereading them to see where your mind was at, you'll see the growth because as you're elevating every single day, 1%, a year from now, you're going to look back and be like, man, remember when I had that goal? I hit that six months later. This is awesome. So, so you can write, you can write to, um, alleviate stress. You can write to bring out new emotions. You can write to bring out new ideas. You can write to add value to other people in, in creating, you know, creating education through a book or, or whatever. You can also write to tell your story when I'm swimming 2000 yards, I'm sitting there and I wish there was a way I was sitting there this morning and I swam 1900 yards and I was like, I was like, man, I wish there was a way I was, uh, I was writing a book in my head and I, I wish there was a way to translate what I was saying as yes. I was swimming into book because uh, something about water is like, I don't know if you know much about theta state and I don't either, yeah. but I don't know a lot about learning that. about it. But so like the shower is like where all of my brilliant ideas come from. So I have yes. this, uh, this little pad called aqua notes um, in the, it's stuck to the shower wall so I can actually write. It's a waterproof pencil and waterproof pad so I can write down any thoughts that I have on a waterproof pad while I'm in the shower. So it must be something about water because my, the, the most profound moments and the way I speak and if I'm creating a new speech uh, for an event or if I'm, you know, want to write a, a new bio or a biography or whatever it is, or, you know, a, a new couple pages for a book or something, it all comes from when I'm in water. <laughs> So, uh, find that spot for yourself and, and start writing stuff down. Uh, whether it's, if it's in the shower, it's fine. You just get a waterproof notepad. No problem. That's amazing. And yeah, definitely. Um, you know, theta state, it's like getting yourself into a relaxed position where your brain waves slow down, you're more creative, you can create more things, but, um, yeah. what is it about the shower? I don't know. I feel like we all have the greatest warm and soothing. It's probably, I, I bet you, if you ask some like, uh, anthropological specialist, biological, you know, biologist or something, they'd say it probably has something to do with like the calmingness of being in the womb or something, you know, warm water, or some, some There's correlation some, to like, that. Real deep meaning. Behind yeah, that. exactly. That's yeah. not for me to, to understand <laughs> right now. I just know that that's where I like to think. So, so I want to talk about leadership a little bit because yeah. you, you mentioned a, I thought a really wise phrase earlier. It's like you learned, you, you were so self-aware to realize that you were a great follower kind of yeah. coming up in your life. And I feel like a lot of people resonate with that because of the fact, you know, they go to school, you get the, you got the, the bell rang, you go to the next class and your homework was this, you got the test. And you know, if you become a good student, you're essentially a great follower, you know? Yeah. And I do think it's really interesting because I think we're all trained to be good followers. Now, the question is, how do you become a good leader? And, you know, as doing a little bit of research on you prior to the show, you know, I know you, uh, from what I understand, you manage 26 soldiers in your special operations experience. So I'd be curious to know, you know, I think the most successful real estate investors are also great leaders. So how did that experience prepare you to be a great leader now in what you're doing? Yeah, I I don't think that you can be a good leader without being a, a great follower. Um, you know, and part of the reason that I learned the, the, you know, I had a kind of horizontal track in learning real estate functions and, and different industries in this niche um, is, is because I wanted to be able to follow a system before I could go lead others into it. Right. Mm-hmm. And I've known, I've actually, part of my, my self-awareness I've known since I was 12 years old that I was a, a leader. When I was detasseling corn in Iowa, in the summers at 12 years old, 
I was, so first you're walking through the corn, uh, the corn rows and you're picking the top of the stalks off so that they can become female rows and they cross pollinate and then corn grows, right? The right type of corn grows. So, uh, anyone from the Midwest knows it's a, uh, arduous, uh, summer job, but you make, uh, you know, nine bucks an hour at that age is pretty darn good. Uh, especially, especially 20 years ago, you know? So, um, so, uh, anyway, the, the, then I, I said, well, what if I'm a team leader? The team leader looks like he's walking behind and making sure everyone else from the, in a four row section is, has done the job correctly. I wanted to do that. And guess what? My salary bumped up to 12 bucks an hour. I was like, well, that's cool. Holy cow. And all I have to do is walk behind and make sure nobody misses anything. Great. And so that, you know, that moved on to, you know, managing a, a, a coffee shop in California when I moved from Iowa to California. And then in the military, this is a crazy thing. I went, I enlisted in the military after college. Most people would go to college and then become an officer. I chose to be enlisted. Um, because I knew, I think inherently I kind of knew that I fit better as a leader. I, I was 24 years old and I was going to go into a unit most likely that the, the guys I would be leading eventually would be 18 year old knuckleheads who could use a 24 year old with some education to figure life out. Right. So because of that, um, you know, I, I, all of these things kind of build on the fact that I was, I was made to lead, but I was also, always the best student. I was always the one wanting to learn the right way to do it. You know, integrity and discipline is a big thing. Um, doing what, doing what's right when no one is, is looking is an important thing for everyone that I work around. And, um, so just kind of, I've always had that, that situational awareness that being a good follower, um, has, has also helped m me personally, my, just my personality of being, wanting to be a leader. So, if I'm not right away, I will be someday. This episode of Elevate is brought to you by CF Capital, a real estate investment firm formed by myself and my partner, Brian Flaherty, where we invest in multifamily real estate communities across the Southeast United States. If you'd like to learn more about our approach, our mission, our acquisition criteria, and how you can learn more about future opportunities, visit cfcapllc.com. Again, that's cfcapllc.com. So let me ask you the age old question that everybody asks about leadership. Are you a born leader or you, do you become a leader through your own growth? Oh man, that's a good, no one's ever asked me that question actually. Um, it's a tough one. Yeah. I, I think you can have, um, as I mentioned a little bit, I think you can have inherent tendencies with your personality to be a good leader. But I honestly do think in order to gain the respect for the people you're leading, you need to be a great follower. Uh, first. So it's, it's, I think, and you know, I, I just think that some people, if they go, if I was a, a young Lieutenant, instead of being, um, uh, you know, in the enlisted ranks first, you know, I probably from the enlisted guys as a new butter bar Lieutenant coming out of college and joining the military, I could be in charge of 200 Joes. And some of those guys have 20 years experience, but I'm in charge of them. So there's, there's a little bit of, to me, it just made a, a it made better sense for me to go be a follower and influence kind of at the street level. And, um, so yeah, I, I just knew that about myself. So I would say, you know, you, you got to really soul search a little bit. You got to figure out if you feel like, like I, I like, I manage a, um, a team for my, my W2 job that I have right now. And I like to be the guy that they come to and say, does this look right? Can you just give me a second set of eyes? 
And so if you like that kind of thing, then, then management and leadership is your thing, but we need great followers. Everybody needs great followers too. Yeah. And you can be a leader in any position that you're in, whether you're being managed or whether you're a manager or whether you own the company or whatever it may be, there's always a way for you to be a leader. And there's so many different capacities to be a leader, whether you're just influencing someone else in the way that you carry yourself and the way that you're, you know, gaining that 1% improvement on a daily basis or whatever it may be. Um, So I I just really resonate with that. But then also I do think, you know, in, in my opinion, I think leaders, you know, aren't necessarily born. I think you have to step into that. And as you mentioned, it's like being a good follower can then give you the ability of gaining others respect. I think that's the key too. It's like, you got to gain others respect because you're not pushing people, you're not pulling them, but they're, they're, they're coming along behind you and they're saying, you know what? I want to support you because I support your vision. And like what you talked about earlier, when you're sharing your vision of like, I want to give a million dollars to these other people, people start to respect that. And they say, Hey, you know what? How can we kind of come along that path with you? So I think that's a form of leadership. So I don't know. I was just curious to ask that question because you, that's that's a great question. Yeah. You strike me as a guy who's, who's, who's gaining that respect of others and really leading others the right way instead of manage. I think managing and leading is so different. Um, so anyway, I, with, with all this said, I'd love to know, I mean, have there, has there been any significant failures that you've experienced that have really kind of maybe been something that has been a seed for a, for a later success as Napoleon Hill, you know, so astutely talks about. Yeah. Um, I would say there have been some times in my life where, decision-making wasn't fast enough. And, you know, I mean, in the multifamily game that that's on a regular basis, right? It's like, if you don't pull the trigger on underwriting and you don't pull the trigger on the LOI fast enough, you lose the deal. Especially Um, right now. Yeah. And it's, and it's great to have a team that you can count on to help you through that. But, you know, on an individual basis, some of the, some of the investments that I've made were to learn, but they weren't something I was passionate about. Like uh, I invested in tax liens and I, I read, uh, I think the book's called 16% Solution. And um, I was like, oh man, I'm going to buy tax liens. And I feel like you know, that would be a brutal life to be a tax lien investor. I, don't I, know I met a guy at, at BEC. That, that's that's all he does. And I was like, you need to talk, a man. Person, I, think. <laughs> I, was like, I was like, dude, we need to talk. Because if you can buy my tax liens from me, uh, you would help me out. <laughs> You'd be helping me out. But not that I have a ton of money in it, but I, I learned enough to know that I don't like it. And mm-hmm. so, not you know, I don't consider anything like that, a failure, because I fail forward and Mm -hmm. I will always learn. If something goes wrong, I need to figure out who, who I didn't vet, what, what I, what I didn't look at in the PPM. You know, you have to take ownership of, of your own, you know, learning uh, errors. Uh, You would call them mistakes, whatever you want, but I'm willing to take ownership of, of the stuff that doesn't go right. So. For sure. Well, I, I don't know about you, but I've had a tax lien before on a property. And I'm like, man, if somebody bought this, I'm going to be pissed. But I've also sold other properties where that is, uh, you know, it is what it is. I mean, there's always a way to make money, but uh, I do. I like the thought of, you know what, you don't know until you try, right? You yeah. don't know if it's going to be a fit for you. So in the beginning, you got to be a yes man to a certain degree, but then yeah. later on, you, you, you sort of have a little bit more wisdom as to what works and what doesn't. Yeah. Um, So the theme of our conversation has really been personal growth. It's been, you know, improving 1% daily. Um, Why is personal growth so important to you? Yeah, I mean, to me, it all comes back to that why. I've got brothers who who are no longer breathing and I do this for them. I mean, anybody out there who's been in my shoes can, can resonate with that. 
And anybody who is a veteran or who has served, um, I would urge you to have that, have that deep rooted why, cause it will propel you throughout, through this life. Um, and you know, along the way, make sure that you have the support you need, uh, when times get hard. And that's, you know, something that we're doing with ADPI helps is making sure that people have an outlet. We do a, a free zoom call once a month where anybody can come in and just, talk. I don't care if you're interested in joining a Jeep club. It doesn't matter. It's not all about real estate. It's just about professional growth and having an outlet and developing yourself as a professional, um, but also as, as a, you know, personal development outlet. So, yeah. Love it, man. Well, uh, we are going to transition into the rapid fire section. We call it the rare air questionnaire. You know, we're scaling the mountaintop right now. We're pushing the limits. Most people can't breathe, but you know what? We don't care. We're going to continue to scale that mountaintop. And guess what? It's a false peak. It's a false peak. There's always a higher mountain. There's always a higher mountain. In fact, there's five more. There's probably 10 more behind that. So we're never going to stop. And, uh, you know, I'd love to know what are, you know, you already talked about Think and grow rich. You already talked about rich dad, poor dad. Uh, some of the others, be obsessed, be average. Tell me what are two or three other of the most impactful books that you've ever read? Can't Hurt Me, David Goggins, Extreme Ownership, Jocko Willink. Got to read those. Um, uh, there's so many great ones. Act of Valor is a great book. Um, I mean, I could go on and on and on about that stuff, but yeah, I would say for right now, uh, Dichotomy of Leadership uh, by Jocko is one that I'm going to read soon. Yep. I read um, that. It's good. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, just extreme ownership. It just own, own your shit. You know, if something goes wrong, as Jocko says, if something goes wrong, good. You know, I mean, I if something that. goes wrong, what did you do to make it go wrong? And don't, what's don't, the lesson, right? Yeah. Don't, don't say, don't say somebody else didn't do this. Somebody else didn't do this. You didn't do something if something went wrong. So taking ownership of your life, taking ownership of your circumstances, taking ownership of the good, bad, and ugly, um, is, is a great way to make sure you're failing forward. So, um, and then can't hurt me is just, just badass. I I am this close to getting Goggins on our podcast too. Um, and that, and that's going to be, that's going to be amazing. So, man, we um, need to, uh, we need to spend more time together. It sounds like you're getting the, uh, the monsters on. So, uh, yeah, dude. We'll, we'll talk after the show on that one. That's amazing. Yeah. Uh, those are awesome books and totally we'll put those in the, uh, in the show notes there for sure. Highly recommend those reads aside from our discussion today, Eric, what's the biggest way that you elevate your life on a daily basis? I think um, just be, I want to give a plug to the, to the active duty passive income team. Um, we've found a family and what we're doing for veterans in the military real estate investing space is like none other. Um, our Facebook page is like 10,000 members and growing about a thousand members a month at this point. Insane. And, um, and we have 977 members waiting to get in as of this morning. So um, we're adding tons of value to the veteran military real estate investing or just military real estate investing space. Um, and everything we do, we, you know, our financial services division is doing better, cheaper, faster, everything because we can't, we don't have the overhead. We're a team, one team, one fight. Our team loves each other like brothers and sisters. We get along very well. And every day, all we're doing is trying to figure out a way to make uh, veterans have a better way to invest in real estate and a better retirement and a better uh, outlook on life. So. Well, you're obviously doing this in so many ways, but what's the number one way that you elevate others around you? Positive attitude. You can do anything. Everybody I talk to, 
There's no excuse. We live in, we live in the United States, coronavirus or not. Here we are in the best country in the world with the most opportunities. There's no excuse not to succeed. You just got to want it. So I, I spread that message. I go on as many shows as I can. I speak in front of as many crowds as I can, as uncomfortable as it is. I will do Facebook lives till I'm blue in the face. I don't care what it is because people need to know that there's a better way of life. And, and if I can go out and spread that and change one life, um, that's amazing. That's the message of this show. You can do anything. You just have to want it no matter what you got to do, whatever it takes. You got to be committed. You got to show up every single day, get 1% better every single day, man. This has been a fantastic discussion. I really appreciate you taking time. Is there any absolutely parting thoughts or words of wisdom you'd share with elevate nation other than the mic drop you just dropped on us? No, I just want to thank you and, and this community for listening and for, for tuning in and subscribing and all that, because it's podcasts like this that, that help, you know, propel, you have a similar mindset. I mean, this is, this is what propels other people to be better and to want more. And everyone who's listening to this deserves the life that they, that they want. So go get it. And, and so thank you for having this podcast out there and encouraging people to find that next peak. Cause there's always another thing you can go and, and achieve nothing limiting you. Absolutely, man. This is, this has been an absolute blast. We could go on for hours and hours yeah. and hours, but I want to be respectful of your time. Eric, tell the listeners how they can stay engaged with you. Yeah. You guys can find me, um, at real Eric Upchurch on Instagram or on Facebook. Um, and then you can email me anytime, Eric at active duty, passive income.com. Yeah. And you can also check out their website because they've got a number one best-selling book. It's actually free on their website. So highly encourage you to take a look there and we'll put all the links to the show in the show notes of all of what we talked about today. But I encourage you to re-listen to the show. I mean, take notes, you know, what can you do to, you know, take this wisdom and get into the shower, get into the pool and get some more wisdom and dive into What's the creativity that you can imply, you know, into this? What can you, what did you identify today and what can you apply immediately? You've got to take massive action. You know, certainly uh, you want to engage with active duty, passive income and everything that Eric is doing. And you also want to find somebody else to share this with, you know, take a screenshot, tag Eric in it, tag myself, tag elevate pod, tag active duty, passive income. And share this with someone else because there's someone else who needs this information. They need to know that anything is possible. And, uh, you know, with that said, I really, really appreciate you being on the show today, Eric. It was awesome. Thanks so much. I'm coming back as soon as I do some other crazy, amazing thing that's going to add tons of value to your listeners. And we're going to talk about it and it's going to be sweet. Well, we're going to come, when you come back, you're going to give a million dollars away. Yeah. And you're going to, you know, dude. Now There's we're so talking. Many things coming your way. Let's I will write a check that. on your show. I will write a check on your show. How about that? I love that. I love that. Eric, again, thank you so much for being on the show. Elevate Nation, thank you for being here. And we look forward to seeing you again soon. Thanks. Thank you for listening to Elevate. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to rate, review, subscribe, and pay it forward by sharing with a friend. Most importantly, take this opportunity to elevate your results by taking immediate action on what you learned. For more, visit elevatepod.com.